This episode of the Outside Podcast is brought to you by the all-new 2024 Lexus GX. You ever pick up a piece of gear that inspired you to up your game? My first full suspension mountain bike was like this. So plush and fun, it changed riding a bike from something I thought I'd never forget how to do to something I realized I wanted to do better. The all-new Lexus GX is an exceptionally capable rig that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. With available dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, and multi-terrain select, the all-new GX is rugged on the outside, refined on the inside. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Or go to Lexus.com slash GX to learn more. From Outside Magazine, this is the Outside Podcast. What time is it? 30. Yeah, I am losing my ability to form coherent sentences, but you know, other than that, <laughs> everything's going great. <laughs> that was me, Marin Larson. One recent evening after 14 and a half hours in a climbing gym in Denver. I was there not to climb, but to talk to climbers in an effort to figure out why they were there. After all, this is the front range of Colorado, and there are plenty of outdoor adventures to be had nearby including climbing on actual rock. But all across the country, even in places with easier access to great climbing than Denver, gyms are packed. And if you've been to one yourself, you know that the scene is very different than what you find in traditional fitness gyms or yoga studios or spinning classes. But how and why? Well, the best way to find out is to spend a very long day talking to climbers. Climbing is this crazy balance between pushing your boundaries, but also being aware about your own boundaries and not just pushing too much. And that's what I learned with climbing every day. But first, some context. Before 1987, when the very first modern climbing gym opened in Seattle, you had to actually go outdoors to go climbing. But over the years, more and more climbers have come to the sport through the gym. And many of them never even make it to the crag. I was born in the mid-90s, and just a couple years later, a climbing gym opened up in my small hometown in Colorado. My parents are both climbers, and their friend ran it, so I practically grew up there. I was rolling around on the crash pads in diapers and getting clipped into a full-body harness as a toddler. In adulthood, climbing gyms have continued to be a major part of my social life. In these spaces, I've worked jobs, met and made some of my best friends, and even went on ill-advised first dates. Meanwhile, the popularity of climbing gyms has soared. A 2021 report from the Climbing Business Journal found that indoor climbing is now more than twice as popular as all outdoor disciplines combined. This is no doubt fueled by mainstream movies like 2017's The Dawn Wall and 2018's Free Solo, 
followed by climbing's debut in the Tokyo Olympic Games in 2021. Most people can't just hop onto the big walls of Yosemite or solve an Olympic-level bouldering problem, but if they can find a climbing gym, they can try the sport out. These days, I describe myself as culturally a climber, rather than athletically one. I've never climbed expert grades or become truly obsessed with the sport, and I haven't had a gym membership in years. But still, these sweaty, chalky places feel a little bit like home to me. So it didn't sound like a half-bad idea to spend 16 hours camped out at one, talking to other people who have found themselves drawn to these indoor spaces for outdoorsy people. Good morning. It is still dark out, and I am walking to the climbing gym. Well, not walking. I'm walking to my car, and then I will take my car to the climbing gym. At 6 a.m. sharp one weekday morning, I rolled up to a gym in the semi-suburbia of eastern Denver, By the time I fished out my recorder, people were already chalking up and hitting the plastic, and an exercise class was about to start up in one of the multi-purpose rooms. As you'll hear throughout this episode, it's a noisy place, and not really ideal for recording interviews. What are the mornings usually like here? Um, man, so usually it's kind of like this, where we will get like, like 10 to 15 people. Yeah. Usually in the morning. The 40-foot walls of this gym are familiar to me. Though for most of the handful of times I've been here, I was part of the after-work crowd. This place is called Ubergrippen. Ubergrippen. A name that I find nearly impossible to say with a straight face. According to the owner, Jake Krein, it's climbing lingo that describes the feeling of relief when you grab the first good hold after a particularly challenging sequence of moves. Though I find this definition impossible to verify independent of their business cards and website. Jake and his wife Kim, who I catch when they arrive for the day with their two adorable dogs, opened Ubergrippen six years ago in 2017. They call it an indoor climbing crag, and don't let Jake overhear you calling it a gym. I mean, you call it an indoor climbing crag. Yeah. So why why that approach, and why did you call well, it that? I hate gyms. gyms. You hate gyms, so yeah. you decided to start one. Great. It's a crag. I started a crag. <laughs> we have a gym, and it says the gym upstairs where you can go lift weights, pick things up, and put things back down, and that's my idea of going to a gym. And it just sounds miserable, versus climbing's more social, and it's about the experience with your friends and your community and the essence of going out to the crag. I wanted to try and create that here, where it's not just to go to the gym to get fit, it's to go to the crag to enjoy your time with your family and friends. It sounds like you're an outdoor person who created an indoor space to feel as much like the outdoors as possible. We're in Denver and we're 30, 40 minutes from the foothills, right? Yeah. So depending on traffic, it could be an hour. Yeah. There's a lot of professionals and young families that came to Colorado because they are drawn to the Colorado lifestyle, mm-hmm. but it's still far away. It's not like out your doorsteps, like some communities you can go on a mountain bike ride right there. You gotta kind of work for it. And if you wanna build a train so you're a little bit more ready for your weekend adventure, then this gives you an opportunity to do it. It was pretty clear from the start of our conversation what Jake's vision is for his look. I think I'm gonna have to call it a gym. We're the community crags, so we pretty much plan ourselves in the middle of a suburban neighborhood, right? You walk out our front door and see them right there. There's houses right there. Mm-hmm. There's a school right there. There's a church next door to us. We're not in an industrial warehouse park. Again, our vision when we opened was we wanted to make this a community place. So being in the heart of 
the community that we live in and, and had at the time lived in for 10 years is really important. Jake's love of indoor climbing started when he was a high school student in New Mexico. My, my story of when we opened, we're driving around our neighborhood here and we saw all these young kids and had this aha moment that they're going to be high schoolers sometime soon um, and they would need something to do and reflected on when I was in high school, like the first thing my friends and I did when we got driver's license was start to learn how to climb. So Jake is a climber who fell in love with the sport in his teens with his friends. And now, three decades later, he's a dad and he's still at it. It's clear from talking to him that he hopes his not a gym will serve gym users like him at all stages of life. As I start walking around Ubergrippen and introducing myself to climbers, I get the sense that he's pulling it off. There are all kinds of people here, and it seems like just about everybody is a regular. There's the group of four who come in at 6 a.m. three days a week. They'll do climbing competitions here. They call it league. Uh Um, But our first team name was Morning Glory. That makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I spot a woman camped out with her laptop, alternating laps on the wall with answering emails. Working from the climbing gym today? Yeah, a little bit of working while climbing. I even talked to a guy who could tell me a thing or two about spending whole days at the gym because for a couple years, he lived in his van in the parking lot. You know, the typical dirtbag climber life of living in a van. Most people here, of course, do not live in the parking lot, but a lot live in the neighborhood. Chris and Alex are neighbors just north of here, who say they come in once a week with a group of other dads to get their adrenaline fix. What is the thing that like gets you the most psyched? Taking a fall. Yeah? Taking a big fall. Alex catches me. Yeah. It's really good. So <laughs> falling off of the wall is falling your favorite Falling off the part? wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. surviving. It's surviving. Okay. surviving. And knowing it, it's just picking up the pieces and getting back out. You're doing it wrong if you just go straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta really take that spill. So. Yeah, who needs to climb clean? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> And they got their kids into the sport, too. What do you see your kids getting out of it? Definitely confidence is a big thing. With their kind of strength-to-weight ratio, they can excel pretty quickly uh, at this, at least as compared to myself. It's something we can do together to where, like, the 11-year-old can do the same routes that I'm doing. And he started at the same time I did, too. How does it make you feel to watch your kids? Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why I have to come every week. He doesn't come every week. So, like, I have to come every week to... Make sure so you're I already competing. You're right. already competing. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's always how, competing. How long do you think you can keep that up? Oh, I, it's already done. <laughs> yeah. He's not exaggerating. The kids in here are the best climbers. Like, this is staff member and coach Megan. Like this group that's here now, the team, I mean, they climb stuff that are like the only other people in the gym that can climb it is like our setters. Take Elena, who's 17 and has been climbing here since she was 12 after going to a few birthday parties at gyms and loving it. Now she's on the competition team, and she's here all the time. If she's not on the wall, she's staring up at one, cheering her teammates on. I think I overheard you saying you come in six days a week. Five or six days a week, yeah. Yeah. We have practice three days a week, and then I'm in here almost every other day that I don't have practice. I just like climbing that much, I guess. But um, I, there's a really great sense of community here. Like, I can come in and I can see members I know or my own teammates almost every day that I'm here. And, like, we can work on stuff together. And it's just a ton of fun to be in here, pretty much. Do you think you're going to keep climbing when you go to college? Or uh, Yeah, that was actually a big factor in where I decided to go. Um, I got, oh, out of all the schools I got into, I had to make sure that there was climbing community at the school and, like, 
access close by for me, so I ended up at the University of San Diego because there's two gyms within 10 minutes of campus. That's something I really want because I'm in here so much. It's just like part of what I do and it makes me happy and it's like my stress outlet too, so I just need to keep doing that. It's not just kids like Elena that seem to get pulled into spending practically all of their time here. I meet Chris and Scott, two guys who seem to be about retirement age, that are chatting with a few route setters as they put up new climbs with power drills. Scott spends so much time here that he asked the owner for a job and recently started working here part-time. They say that climbing takes them back to their youths. What do you feel like you get out of climbing? Uh, The opportunity to be an eight-year-old boy again. Every every time you come to climb, you can just be an eight-year-old boy and play. Um, Climbing has just a huge element of play. And so accidentally you end up getting a workout uh, and you get your head cleared for like going out and playing in the afternoon like an eight-year-old kid. What about you? What does it do for you? Well, I kind of come here to train to climb outside. But I, I also feel like Chris, you know, it's like when you're on the wall, you only care about what's four feet ahead of you. You don't care about what happened that day at work or, you know. Yeah, when, when you're a kid, you, all you're thinking about is what's uh, four feet, you know, uh, yeah, a foot in front of you. What lies ahead. It right? concentrates the mind like like those damn little eight-year-olds get to do, and the rest of us have to live these scattered lives. Everyone I talk to has found a way to work climbing into their scattered lives through the gym. I find Hazel and her mom, Mari, who are squeezing in a mid-morning session together between work and school. Who got who into it? She climbed in high school, and then we went for her birthday in November, and I really liked it when we went together, so. Oh, wow. So she did. Yeah, that's so cool. What is it like climbing with your mom? Oh, it's my favorite thing ever. She's very impressive. It kind of hurts my ego that she's better than I am, but... I'll get there at some point. She'll get there soon. So it's amazing. She's just about there. She'll get there soon. Can I ask how old you two are? I'm 18. Okay. 53. Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. Two generations of climbers. But my bad news is that she's getting ready to go to college. So, yeah, far away. California. Oh, there's good climbing in California. There is. Go slugs. Easy Santa Cruz. That'll be fun. I'm excited. So you're going to have to find a climbing buddy? I know, you can raise up your own climbing buddy, but then you got to go find a new one when they go off to college. You think you'll keep climbing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, she sort of reawakened the beast. <laughs> For those in search of a new climbing buddy, there's the Belationship Board, a place in the gym where solo climbers can post their information and hopefully meet someone to trade belays with and maybe make a friend. I catch an older climber named Catherine while she's waiting for her new relationship match, a woman who looks to be in her 20s, who she's just meeting for the first time. How long have you been climbing? Uh, over 30 years. Oh my gosh, what first got you into it? I saw a competition down at CSU, and I thought, I've got to do that. And so I took a class outside first, and then... I started going to another gym called uh, Paradise. Gym. What did you like about it? What, what, like when you saw it and you said you had to do it, what was it about it? Um, a lot of problem solving. Yeah. I mean, even watching them go up, the body movement. I, I was a ballerina, so it felt like ballet to me almost, you know. It's a combination of strength, finesse. What keeps you doing it after all these years? I just love it. I mean... You know, of course, I'm not as uh, strong or anything, but 
doesn't really matter, I think, how hard you climb. It's, it's a sport that anybody can do, I think. And I don't mind climbing with younger people. I still climb in five tens, you know. If you don't know climbing's rating scale, a 510 is a fairly difficult climb, in the range of upper intermediate to advanced, depending on who you ask. Can I ask how old you are? Um, I'll be 74. That's awesome. But um, there's not a lot of, you know, I don't have a lot of contacts my age. You know, some that are, you know, in their 40s, but that's still younger than some of my children, so, yeah. <laughs> Catherine will climb no matter what even if her oldest climbing buddies are young enough to be her kids. And I'm betting that a lot of them struggle to keep up with her. I've been here 12 hours, so I'm going to take a break. 12 hours and 15 minutes. So I'm going to take a break and do yoga for a little bit and then come back. <laughs> Brought to you by Lexus. There are things you can own that do much more than their stated functions. Things like a professional-grade kitchen range or an aerodynamic carbon fiber bike. The truth is, exceptional things inspire you to do exceptional things. They push you to reach higher, to go farther. To this select list, we add the all-new Lexus GX. You don't buy it just for the life you have, but also for the life you want to have. Its exceptional capability will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed, making plans that were once outside your scope. But as much as the GX challenges you, it also spoils you. Its intuitive technology and luxurious features mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to it. The all-new Lexus GX. I just drank a coffee. I'm not usually a two coffees in a day person, but today is one of those days. And uh, yeah, it's going well. Maybe I should, it's time to put on my harness and climb something. As the afterwork crowd starts to roll into Ubergrippen, I see a pair of climbers wearing some kind of earpieces I don't recognize. And an employee tells me that the climber on the wall, Bill, is blind. I walk up to them just as he touches the ground after finishing a route that I've seen stymie multiple people today. I saw you guys climbing and was, was curious. Do you have a second to talk? Yeah. So uh, Give me a sec to un- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Myself out what, of what's your name? My name's Ethan. Ethan? Yes. You, you work here? Is that what? I do, yeah. I, I work at the desk. Usually. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Uh, how long have you two been climbing together? This is our first time. About an hour and a half. Yeah. An hour and a half? That's great. How's it going? It's all right. It's a learning experience, but we're getting there. Yeah, I, I noticed you're wearing the earphones. Can you yeah. tell me about that? So they're they're, they're a intercom headset. Okay. So they connect, they're connected to each other directly. And so either of us can talk into it and we hear each other. Um, so it just allows him to talk to me in a way that I can hear. So I just try to give them instructions, like, uh, I've been trying to use, like, clock terms, so, like, where the reach and, like, how far it is. Right. How long have you been climbing? Like, six years Six years, yeah. yeah like what about you? About eight. How did you first get into it? My girlfriend introduced me, to, got me back into it, because I did a little bit of climbing in grade school. Uh-huh. For, like, a couple of years, and then I hadn't since then. And then there's a group called Paradox Sports, and she got me, that she, one of her friends got her into that, and then she got me into it. 
what do you what do you feel like you get out of it? What do you like about it? I love the challenge. Yeah. Just like the puzzle mm-hmm. solving aspect of it. I like kind of the mindful presenceness to it. Like you can't there's not much else you can think about when you're trying to climb a climbing route. Yeah. I can't think about what am I gonna have for dinner or you know what my boss did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also very rewarding to finish a route, especially like this, where it's really hard all the way up. Yeah. It's, it, it takes a lot longer to climb a route for me than, than average people. So I spend a lot more time like on the wall and like holding, like locking off on holds and just like holding on. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot more energy and it takes a lot longer. So I don't get as many climbs in in that same period of time as other people would. Mm-hmm. But I'd say we got four, four or five in. Yeah. Have you met other blind climbers? Yeah, I know quite a few blind climbers. Uh-huh. Um, Paradox Sports, that's all sorts of disabilities, but they have a good number of blind people. I know of at least like four or five in the Denver area. Do you climb together at all? Yeah. So my girlfriend's one of them. Oh, sweet. She climbs here with me sometimes. We were here Saturday? And she she got into it a little bit before you? Is yeah, right? a couple months before me. Oh, that's cool. That's really awesome. Are you going to climb something else? you have other plans? Sites I think we're here? done for We're just day. about done for the day. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I could climb anything else if I wanted to. <laughs> that, that's when you know you're done, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard time opening the car door. <laughs> While Bill is certainly getting a workout in, his bigger reasons for being here align with what I've heard from most people today. They climb as a form of meditation to shrug off the stresses of daily life. And they come to the gym for social connection, to spend time with their friends and partners and kids, often the very same people who got them hooked on climbing to begin with. And then there are the people who get really obsessed. They find climbing, and it takes over their lives. How long have you been climbing here? uh, Almost since it opened. Yeah. Uh, What, four years? Okay. Yeah. My kids got me started in this. They got you started in climbing in yes, general? Yes, they did. Four years ago? Yes, they did. Oh my gosh, how old are your kids? Now they're 27, 23, and my 15-year-old is my full-time climate partner. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah. So they all got into it, and then they pulled you along then with them? Then they pulled me along with them. I thought it was dumb. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you come in here and just climb up stuff? You know, it was silly, but I was hooked my second time, so. What yeah. happened the first time? It was a lot of work. <laughs> It was, it was a lot of work, and you know, I, I'm getting older, and it, yeah, it was a lot of work, but it was it's addicting. Yeah. It is. It's terrible. Okay, so what got you the second time? Um, to see if I could do better than I did the first time. Okay. Because I'm one of those guys. You so, were yeah. just like, I didn't get it last yes, time, I want to get it this time. Yeah, absolutely, and then that was it, and then just hooked. How many times a week do you climb? At least five. Five's probably the short week. I try to do at least six, and then today is like just a workout day. Okay, so you like you really caught the bug. I really caught the bug. Yeah. I'll be sixty in November, and I feel like I'm in better shape now than I was in my forties and fifties. But I'm mentally sharper too. I really I like what we're doing in here. So then I bug the owner for a job, and I work here too. What do you think climbing does for you? I mean, you changed my life. Really? Yeah, my kids would tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think has changed about you because of climbing? I, I just, uh, everything. Uh, it put me in a place where it's not drudgery every day, all day. I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to be coming here. It's just a release. And then that part of my day is gone. 
you know, I don't go to bed thinking about everything else. It's just like, God, that 511 really kicked my butt today. I really want to finish it. That consumes me now instead of work. And I really try to snag the guys that are like my age, the, the moms and dads that come in with their kids, you know, that, that don't climb. I always play, you know, good cop, bad cop with my boss and tell him, hey, I'll give you some shoes and a harness for free if you want to try it. And, um, you know, I've gotten quite a few parents to come in and, and get climbing with their kids because it's not like soccer where you just sit and watch and yell at your kid. Now you're on the end of the rope yelling at your kid. And then your kid's also yelling at you, you know, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. So I really dig it. The other thing I really liked about this sport versus a lot of other things that I've tried is coming in here, I didn't get that whole, hey, what's this old fart doing in here? You know, it was... Hey, buddy, you need some help? Or, hey, can I help you? Or, hey, do you need a catch? You know, people are very willing in this sport, I, I find in general, they want to see you get better. And the other thing is that I really like about this is I don't care what kind of politics you, you, you follow. I don't care what color you are. I don't care about your social agendas. When you've got a harness on and you're on the end of a rope, we're all climbers. Yeah. And I like that. For people like Flip, the love of climbing came first and the community followed. For others, like high school senior Lily, who I interviewed with her best friend Charlotte, it's the other way around. I came here and I was like, oh, I don't really know how much I'm into climbing, but then like meeting all of the coaching staff that I initially worked with and then meeting friends like Charlotte, it was like, they're my best friends in the entire world. And it's mm -hmm. like, being able to meet people like that just was why I stayed. I think I'm more like Lily than Flip. For me, the love of the climbing gym has always stemmed from the community, and climbing itself has followed. But the beauty of these spaces is that they make room for both. Ubergrippen tries to set itself apart in that regard. The crag gym distinction that's so important to owner Jake is meant to put community first. And while traditional outdoor crags can be places to socialize and not all climbing gyms foster community well, the combination of a permanent location built around a shared interest with room for unstructured activity makes them ideal social spaces in a way that traditional non-climbing gyms rarely are. Just take it from Chandra, librarian by day and climber by night, who's kind of an expert on this topic. Libraries are an example of, like, perfect social infrastructure. As a librarian, I can say that with all humility. <laughs> and I think next in line is a family crag like this one. Mm -hmm. It serves as like this way of cross-pollinating ages and abilities and um, people have this activity that they can talk around to get them started, but it really becomes a community where you just talk to anybody because you have something automatically in common, and then you find out all of these other things that you may have in common. It's not just climbing, it serves a real social purpose yeah. that we miss in other places. In all honesty, I think I've been missing the community space of a climbing gym in my life. I've come here a few times since moving to Denver almost a year ago, but I don't live in the neighborhood, so I don't make the trek often. Being here for 16 hours, though, makes me want to. At the end of the day, when the gym is nearly empty, I do a couple climbs on the auto belays by myself. All right, first climb of the day, technically. But here we go. 
<laughs> Topping out on a climb after spending the whole day on the ground looking up at these walls feels good. But I kind of wish there was someone on the end of the rope cheering me on. Next time, I'll bring my belay buddy. Thanks for everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be back soon to actually climb and be a normal person here instead of doing this. Have a good night. Nice to meet you all. Thank you to Uber Grippen Indoor Climbing Crag for letting me hang out for a whole day. And sorry for calling it a gym. And thank you to everyone who let me interrupt their climbing and socializing to interview them. This episode was written and produced by me, Marin Larson, and edited by Michael Roberts. Music and mixing by Robbie Carver. Listener, is there a place that's the hub of your outdoor community that you want to tell us about? Record your story as a voice memo and email it to us at podcast at outsideinc.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review wherever you listen. Or tell your new relationship buddy about it. The Outside Podcast is made possible by our Outside Plus subscribers. Learn about the many benefits of a subscription and subscribe now at outsideonline.com slash podplus.